saying, I don't know who said this first, but it's hard to see the label when you're inside the jar. And so he didn't know what he didn't know. Hi, podcast listeners. Welcome to Mind Your Own Business. I hope you enjoy the honest business advice and personal stories of mistakes and magic. I'm Sue Stiles, your host and business expert, and I am here to share hope and practical and proven tactics to build your business. Hey, all the steps to success and twice the grit. Visit me for business resources, advice, and offers at suestyles.com. And now back to the show. Hello, it's Sue Styles with the Mind Your Own Business podcast. Literally, mind your own business. And today I have with me Jane Atkinson. Jane, I think you're really, uh, I'll say, the special sauce behind a lot of people speaking success. Jane is the author of... Well, first, the workbook, The Wealthy Speaker. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see my workbook, which is completely dog-eared with pages and notes. And I'll tell you, I, I did this workbook and I kept it. And every once in a while, I just read through it to see how far have I come and what still stands. So very good workbook. And then she turned that into an actual book, The Wealthy Speaker 2.0, Proven Formula for Building Your Successful Speaking Business. And if anyone has touched on a formula that works, it's Jane Atkinson. If you're in the business at all, you know her name well. But if you're in another industry, I thought she might have some interesting things to talk to us about marketing. Welcome, Jane. Thank you so much for having me. I love the title of your podcast. It's perfect. Yes, it isn't it, though. That was a short introduction. I know there's a lot to you. What would you like us to know before we talk about uh, marketing and business stuff today? The Wealthy Speaker 3.0 is coming out in this November. I'm super excited. A lot has changed and evolved and COVID and everything. So uh, that is an updated version is coming to the market in November. Um, we do over here in my business, it's a coaching practice, but really we start with the emerging speaker and we have a school and masterminds. And then I also do private coaching. So that's been going on now for over 20 years. And I've been very, very fortunate to meet and know a lot of really amazing people who want to become professional speakers who want to get paid to speak. Right. And one of the most uncomfortable things to do, let's not deny that nervousness, discomfort. So if somebody actually is compelled and wants to speak for a career, you know, we all need help getting over those nerves and running the business of that. So I don't know, just, um, you know, talk about marketing in your industry a little bit. Well, in our industry, a speaker wants to kind of position using their website. And we have something in terms of marketing that we call a promise statement that we want to say, front and center. What is your unique selling proposition? How are you going to solve my problem? I need to know that within 10 seconds of arriving at your website. And, and we can do that through both the website and using video. A demo video is something that, you know, highlights you speaking in different ways and kind of shows a little bit of your content. And really that's designed to help 
kind of tipped the client over into uh, hiring you over somebody else. That's kind of like the decision-making tool is a demo video. So website is first rule. And that, I don't know if it's changed and evolved over the last, you know, 10 or 20 years. I think websites have been a thing for a long time and will continue to be a thing for a long time to come. Yeah. For professional industries. Now I've noticed a lot of say aesthetics or health and beauty nutritionists, they're foregoing a website and they've just got a page on Insta. You know, I don't know, maybe they're just doing TikToks too. But for someone who's hiring for a professional service, I don't think you can let go of the need for a website. Yeah. And you have to think about where your market goes. And so I would say if you're doing any kind of, if you're solving any kind of problem in business, and you and I both know that that's kind of where most of the money is in speaking, then you're going to want to be on LinkedIn. But I would also recommend that you have a website as well. Yeah. I was going to ask, you know, you started uh, decades ago. I know you worked with high profile clients. I know you've been in, uh, worked in Texas for a long time. You work with Americans and Canadians. Um, but from what you used to be required to do for speakers for marketing 20 years ago to now, have you seen any changes or shifts? Yes, with technology, which is why we need to write uh, the Wealthy Speaker 3.0. It started that back in the day, we would do this call, send, call process. We'd call, identify that there's a need. We'd send them a package with a VHS video and we would call and follow up. Okay, so that's ancient. This is 30 years ago when I was first getting started in the business when I was still managing speakers. So I, I set out about the first 15 years of my career. I was an agent and my goal was to double their business every year that I worked for them. Wow. So we did that just kind of old school smile and dial and with consistency. It's a numbers game. Think about your your business like a blank farmer's field and your goal is to get out there and plant, 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 plant seeds and eventually you will see the harvest. So fast forward to 2022, the changes that our outreach might be different than it was back then. We don't use the mail, but I, I will say you could because a lot of people aren't. I think that is a good way to differentiate you. You could use the mail, but really we're probably reaching out via email or maybe by phone. We're wanting to present them with a link to the information that we think they need. And then we're doing follow-up usually. And, and we might connect with them on LinkedIn and we might kind of go around and open up a few back doors as well. And yes, it has evolved and changed. What wasn't happening 10 years ago is that a client would look at your social media footprint to see whether or not you've said or done anything that might move you off of the shortlist because clients definitely want to know that you're a safe bet as well. Yeah, true. You know, when you're talking about video, I think that stands even more than before, because even outside of the speaking industry, I was just talked with somebody yesterday about doing a video of just an intro hello. So when they get a lead for a service, 
you can just email this attachment with a video and say, hi, you know, it was good to talk to you. This is what I do. And I'd love to help if I can. And it doesn't have to be high tech or high cost. They can do that right with their phone. I love the the video as a part of your sales process. It could be that you get an inquiry and you respond to that inquiry with a video and, hey, let's set up a call. Like I, I believe all roads lead to some sort of discovery call in our world. Um, and so that could be a way to do it. Or it could be somebody just sends you something on your website and they immediately get kind of like an indoctrination video that allows you to get to that allows them to get to know you better. We want to kind of raise it up so that you become somebody that they know, somebody that they like, and then of course, somebody that they trust. And so we're just kind of walking them through those steps. And I love using video for that. I think that's a great idea, Sue. Yeah, good to hear. Now, um, let's start at the top, because I know you mentioned emerging speakers, so we'll go around that. But it just so happens that I was on your website, just scrolling around, having a look. And one of the testimonies from a past client is the author of a book I just finished. If you can see me holding it up, Think Like a Rocket Scientist by Ozan Verrall. And honestly, I incorporated this into my last two keynote presentations, Elements, that's just so smart and wise. And he said on your website, you know, something like I, I already had a great speaking business. He's obviously already well known. He's already at a good place in his game. But I guess he felt a need to reach out and, and you helped him in some ways. Talk about that level, what people are looking for and what marketing ends up being. Well, a lot of times, you know, there's a saying, I don't know who said this first, but it's hard to see the label when you're inside the jar. And so he didn't know what he didn't know in the speaking industry. He didn't know uh, at the time when we first got together, he didn't know a lot about speakers bureaus and kind of leveraging your time. And he, he didn't know that he should use, he had a newsletter that at the time was 20 or 30,000 people strong. And so he would send them out a weekly tip of some sort. And he wasn't using that to ask for the business. First rule, you know, lesson number one in business. And so there were just a few little tweaks that just made a big difference uh, to his life and his business. Also, some people at that level will come to me and they're selling one speech at a time. And so we start to introduce the idea of selling a package that helps to solve a problem instead of a one-off speech. The speech is the opening of the solution and we just keep going. So there's that, but also I had a 30-year veteran from BC who you might know her name come to me who had just been in the business for so long and had been kind of, I would say, like hustling for business for a really long time. And all she needed from me was for me to remind her how amazingly talented she was and how she should stand tall in her fees. And it was like flipping a light switch on the mindset front for her. And 
now all of a sudden she's just doing a ton of business both north of the border and south of the border and it's opened up all kinds of avenues i would i would think that probably she'll have the best year of her 30 year speaking career this year how interesting that someone with 30 years to stand on then doubts where they're at i always say to my clients there's no marketing without brand Does that speak to then you have to be clear on your brand and feel resonant with your brand or else you can't expose your brand and sell yourself? Yeah, and we'll take clear over clever when it comes to that any day. I'll separate out brand and what we call a promise statement. I think your brand can be kind of anything. It can be clever if you want it to be. Like think about it like a book title and a subtitle. The book Who Moved My Cheese. Nobody knew what the heck that was about, but then the subtitle really helped to let you know that it's about workplace issues and stuff like that. And so what I think is really important is that your promise is front and center and allows people to understand really quickly how you're going to help them solve their problem. And and the more drilled down by the way you can get on that, I think that well I call it picking a lane, but I would say the more narrow you can even make your lane and be the one person, you know, the person who solves this one problem, then people like know that you're their person. The way you sound it just makes it sound so common sense. And of course you should do that. But I have to admit after just touching the books again and and doing this prep when I was going to speak to you, this morning I went on and finessed something again, you know, because it just that reminder and it's I don't know how many iterations, you know, my website and stuff have gone through, but every time you're just a bit more inspired. It's I wouldn't say a moving target, but maybe always a defining target. It really is. And I don't think you're ever really done with your positioning. I think it's an evolution. Let me give you an example from the coaching world because I think this is so poignant. There is a woman out there who is a breakup coach and her promise is get over your ex in 30 days or less. A breakup coach. Now, if you're mid breakup and you're in massive amounts of pain, don't you want that person to be your coach? Like it's so specific. It's so specific and it's very clear what problem she's helping to solve. Yeah, that's really good. Okay, so you you're working with the celebrities and the top people the veterans as well as those ones who have been undiscovered yet you know how do you start marketing when you're starting the business or how do you start a speaking business when you're not a celebrity okay so we have a lot of speakers who just started with an idea a premise a solution to a problem uh you and I have talked before about Kendra Hall who is an expert in storytelling and how she applied storytelling was with a business application so you can build more trust you can build more influence through story so she wasn't a celebrity but she has become one actually in a very short period of time she has over 30,000 followers on Instagram 
When people say, well, how do you do that? You do it with consistency. She started with a series of 600 emails that went out to an association that housed a lot of corporate people. That was the American Marketing Association. And she got a whole bunch of business from the 600 emails, went and played all the dates, like delivered the speeches. And then at the end of that, she's like, oh, oh, pipeline's dry. Let me go ahead and send another 600 emails. Well, her process now is one of consistency and she would just be sending regular emails on a regular basis to keep herself top of mind. Probably some value around storytelling. And so she's in the right place at the right time when she lands in people's inboxes. Because of all of that work, the 600 emails and 600 more, and American Marketing Association, now all of her clients are Fortune 100 clients, and she has built herself a business based on that. But she didn't start out as a celebrity. She wrote books. She consistently delivered newsletters and value to people. She consistently posted on Instagram as kind of her baby. And that's how she became a celebrity inside the speaking world. Yeah, I, I know who Kendra Hall is. I enjoy she's in Success Magazine as well. And I follow her on Instagram. Wow. I mean, it's nice to hear the trajectory from someone who who's new and who's clear and, and going there. That's a great success story. Um, do you have any other examples of successes that clients or, or people have had through some kind of marketing, like best or worst stories? Well, I would say that if you're really in tune with kind of the selling cycle and the process. So Ryan Estes would be another success story. And he basically was just on the phone smiling and dialing and working the numbers. He eventually was able to bring his assistant from his old agency days in. And then they started smiling and dialing and working the numbers together. He started in the middle of a recession. And it was like the worst time to leave your job and start a business. And yet here he is years later with a multi-million dollar business and it all just came down to consistency. In terms of what not to do, I would say it might be that you don't maybe pick a lane and you make your decisions based on fear. So I have 10 speeches that I offer on my website. Why? Because I'm afraid that if somebody goes to my website and they don't see the one they want, that they won't choose me. But when you go nice and narrow with like three options that all relate back to one idea, then you have picked a lane. Then people can kind of understand what it is that you're really good at. That is really interesting insight because I know a massage therapist right now, she she got uh, her RMT over COVID and was doing great. I mean, every we all need a massage, but she has narrowed into this lymphatic massage, which not a lot of people have heard about, but, and it's brilliant. And she just keeps posting pictures. Actually, there's a physical dis a difference after, and it's so niche, but she, of course, still offers other massage. People get that, but it's very interesting that niche 
has helped. What if, you know, there was a massage therapist out there who only specialized in women who were pregnant? Well, don't you think that pregnant women talk to other pregnant women? And so the next thing you know, you know, you're getting a good book of business. Or what if there was a realtor who only sold houses in this particular area? And so they know this area inside and out. There's no questions that they are the person that you want to go to when you're going to sell your house in this particular area. I love drilling down on niches. And I think the more you can become known as the go-to person for that, you know, I sell $2 million houses and above, then great. That, that can become your specialty. Yeah. So true. And people need so much help with just discovering what that could be. And then being brave. What about marketing collateral, such as, you know, flyers? Do people still need flyers or what kind of collateral are you seeing in marketing? In terms of the evolution, I'm hoping that we'll continue to move away from paper. Just Mm. we don't want to kill the trees, number one, but also everything can be done electronically now. I'm thinking Mm. there are a lot of business out there where you know, you can start a business without actually owning a piece of letterhead. I don't think I've given out a business card in three years, Sue. (laughs) So I could probably do it, you know, just by phone to phone. Okay, let's share info. Like, let's do that. Or let me take a picture of your business card or whatever. There are so many things that we used to do in business that aren't really necessary anymore. But if you have a particular purpose, I'm just going to hold something up for our video viewers. I have a postcard that I've made with a slogan of mine on it. It says you cannot play small in your decision making while expecting to play big in your income. It's got my name. It's got my logo for the Wealthy Speakers School. And then on the back is I have them mapping out some goals. And so I'm hoping that when I give these out at a speaking engagement, that they're going to post that on their bulletin board because it has their goals right there. The slogan will remind them of something. And then they're going to think of me when they need a coach. So I have a very specific use for a postcard. I could also mail that to somebody and just say, hey, I was thinking about you. That's an option as well. I like getting stuff in the mail, especially scribbly letters. And I think other people do too. Yeah. I notice a lot of um, marketing is not being done through the mail, except for some really old fashioned, same old, same old marketing. And I would love to see even like a postcard like that or a meme as a postcard or just something fresh and new. Yeah. And, and if you're out there trying to establish yourself in any particular market, maybe rather than saying, hey, use me for your mortgage or whatever it might be, maybe give me a little quote about your philosophy and why you're different. Something yeah. that allows me to see, oh, okay, that's an interesting take on mortgages or whatever. Yeah, I love that. I love using quotes. Now, okay, so you're an expert with helping in the speaking industry. Does this marketing information then funnel down to yourself? I see the postcard for you, but how does this work for your own business? Mm, Well, let me tell you my marketing evolution because I think it will interest you. So I've had this business for over 20 years 
And I, over year over year, complicated it and complicated it some more and complicated it some more in my marketing. I'd add on new things. You know, we did Clubhouse for a while. We did this for a while. Right now, I am in a massive review of all things. Everything is getting interviewed to decide whether or not it gets to stay in our business or not. And we have gone so simple. We send out a tip on Tuesdays. Now we've gone to video. So now we can repurpose that video and use it in lots of different places. We send out a podcast on Thursdays. And we have been doing this Tuesday, Thursday thing consistently for over a decade. So the consistency is key. But what I want to say is that we are just going simpler and simpler and simpler with everything. We're using our CRM better than we've ever used it before because now we have it built for funnels and all of the things that we want to do. And I'm super excited because the complexity just got to be so overwhelming that I said, that's it. And we kind of threw out everything and started over again. Wow. I think people, they can just see right through the fake too. And so the more authentic and just simple, it really seems to hit. Did anyone or has anyone ever helped you take a step up or get where you've wanted to go? I always have a coach in my back pocket. I have several mentors. I have one mentor in the mindset space. Her name is Brooke Castillo, and I got uh, certified to do the particular type of mindset coaching that she does. And I've added that to my practice for speakers because when you are able to lock down your mindset, you become unstoppable. It's like that client I was talking to you about, the 30-year client. It was like a light switch got turned on and she just is like going gangbusters. If you can get your mindset in check, you are so good to go. And the other part of that is kind of like commitment. I now understand how important it is to truly commit and be all in for what you're doing. And I had to go through a series of deciding and then deciding again that I still wanted to do this business for my next chapter. So I understand that sometimes that can happen in a business. I also go to Dan Sullivan's strategic coach in Toronto. I go there once a quarter and that's like big picture business leveling up. And I've gone there for over 10 years. And so I really have gotten so much out of that 10 times to my business over the course of being a part of that. And I often usually have a personal coach in my back pocket as well. And I get coached all the time through on the mindset piece because it's just so important. Yeah. Well, I remember when I first heard you speak, you were in Calgary and it must have been around 2010 because that's sort of when I launched out for speaking And I probably bought your workbook at that time. And then we had a phone call right at the beginning. And I just thought I was putting my best foot out there, you know, doing everything I could think of. And we had a wonderful call and you did the research and looked at my website, which you were so gracious, but honest of telling me, Sue, this is all about you. I don't even see what you're doing to help people. Because, you know, it was taking me so much to get my own vanity out of the way, you know, to get to, to drill it down. 
that little bit of coaching, you know, was a foundation to, oh, somebody can help you. You know, if you had one piece of advice to give to someone starting a business, what would you nail that down to be? I love the idea of, you know, getting somebody who's an expert in that exact thing for yourself. So that's one thing. But I'm, I'd like to circle back to like the pick a lane idea. So I've been speakers for 30 years now, first as an agent, then as a coach. And I've never, ever strayed outside of the speaking industry except once. I fashioned myself a bit of a writer after my, I've written six books now. So after about book number two, I'm like, yeah, I'm a writer. I'm going to write this book about relationships. So I wrote this book called The Frog Whisperer. And then I realized as I was starting to promote the book, uh, I don't want to be known for relationships. I don't want to talk. I don't want to coach anybody on relationships. I don't want to go on TV shows and talk about relationships. I don't even know why I wrote this book. So I recognize that staying in your lane is so, so valuable and really understanding and solving one problem. And if you want to even go more narrow in that problem and more drill down on your niche, I would say go for it. I'm just thinking of somebody I spoke to this week who is questioning, you know, her niche to questioning if she should stay in the industry, questioning if she should build a bit of a team and go bigger or, you know, just do it all herself. I'm just thinking, you know, on the one hand, you can pick something like I could go and tell her what I think she should do. But what about that little element? You know, how do you get that authentic, that real spirit and soul of somebody to come out that confirms? Yes, this is what I'm supposed to do. Well, here's an exercise that your client could do is work backwards. This is actually in the Wealthy Speaker 2.0 as well work backwards from a perfect day in your life five years from now. What do you want to be doing? So when I was going through all of my mayhem and decision-making, I had to decide and then decide again and then decide that I was going to stay in the business. What I decided was that I was going to retire from all the things that are pains in my ass. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to, so I have a plan now and I know exactly where they all lie within my scope of business. And I have a plan now to, in three to five years, we're going to build the business to this number financially, and then I'm going to sell the business to somebody, et cetera. And so what was required in that was, first of all, having a vision for five years for now. What do you want your day to look like? What are you spending your time doing? And if, you know, are you traveling? Are, what kind of work are you doing? Who is around you? Really identifying the perf- what the perfect day in your life five years from now looks like, and then start to work backwards from that. And here's the most important part of this whole thing. Then you commit to it and go. I love that. What a brilliant exercise for everybody. Oh, Jane, where can people find you? I know I was on speakerlauncher.com quite a bit. And you have a podcast. Tell us a little bit about where we can hear and find you. 
Wealthy Speaker podcast can be found at speakerlauncher.com. And make sure if you're kind of new to the business and starting to just figure it out, uh, on speakerlauncher.com, you're going to see something for our school. The Wealthy Speaker School will be on there. And that is a great starting place for anybody who is just coming out into the business and wants to build, this is what we focus on, the speaking business of their dreams. Mm. It's not just about the money or the number of engagements, it's all about creating a balanced lifestyle and something that you love and you're excited about every morning. Yes, that's right. And good. And I've been enjoying your podcasts and your books and your coaching. And thank you very much for spending your time talking a little bit about marketing. I think we're going away with some really good ideas that have stood the test of time and will continue to. Thank you, Jane. Appreciate it, Sue. Please follow and review if you enjoy these podcasts and then visit me at suestyles.com.